The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. I'm pretty like what you see is what you get, but it's just always it's weird. It's so funny how L.A. you do have to work with like clout chasing guys, which I think yeah. are everywhere. But New York, it's more like, oh, you're on a reality show. Like, I don't want to fuck with yeah. that. Like yeah. finance guys who are like in, in L.A. They're like, tag me. I'm like, we're at dinner. Welcome to Burning We are an official L.A. rich mom hell right now. I'm so excited. I don't know how I convinced her, but Tinks is here in the studio. Tinks, welcome. Hi. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. I'm so excited about this. Really? I'm stoked. I'm so, so stoked to meet you. I'm stoked to be here. I know we're going to have a great conversation. The internet's so weird because I feel like I know you, but I also feel like you are our generation's, I don't know, Madonna, Cher, Tinks. Oh my God. One name. Gassing me you up, You know babe. who she is. I love it. I, this is unbelievable. Um, if you're listening, please know I look like a, a drowned rat right now. Mm-hmm. Just came in true L.A. fashion. Like, I wanted to give you the full L.A. experience, so yeah. I arrived 30 minutes late yeah. um, for the sole reason that I was getting my hair done. <laughs> so I just wanted to be the most L.A. possible just so you, you know, you get that feeling. And I have, like, more respect for you because if you came on time, it's like, does she even? Yeah. It's like, am I, I interviewing? even L.A.? No. Like, what? I, I'm so New York, so I'm so excited to pick your brain about LA and existing in LA but I do have to know is there a Tinks Bowl at Chipotle so there was on the app for uh for a time yes it was my specific order on the app and you could order it and it was literally the best day of my life I'm obsessed with this I love Chipotle I think it's the most delicious restaurant I think that (laughs) it makes everybody happy it smells really good in there I love everything about it and I have a very specific order like I my followers know that I'm not like I have very specific food orders i'm never just like oh you guys go to that restaurant i'm like go to the restaurant on a wednesday ask for this specific chef get this salad have that the sauce on the side get a side of this mix it with the, you know like i'm specific it's like the secret menu at starbucks 100%. like there's tricks and ways to get around it yeah so my order was in the chipotle app um and it was truly i mean it was more important to me than graduating college to be honest with you um just the fact that people could get my order and have it and and i love them if i'm gonna have diarrhea i want it to be from tanks 100 percent. i'm obsessed with chipotle i also feel like you are kind of the internet's big sister and i don't love that because i don't want people thinking like you're some like wise old woman yeah but big sister as in i feel like you tell it like it is and you're okay with people just learning about you and you are also hysterical with this like rich LA mom type thing, but you also have rich New York City mom. I want to know what's the biggest difference between like a rich LA mom versus like a rich Tribeca mom. I know there's specific parts mm. of it, so mm-hmm. I'm overgeneralizing, but mm-hmm. could you give me a main difference here? I think that rich LA moms are more, they want to appear casual. They want to appear <laughs> like, you know, they're so blase, they're so laissez faire with their kids and their preschool, and like, oh, you know, like if they get into the nest preschool grade, 
great. If they don't, they'll go here. But secretly on the inside, they're like, oh, my God, if I don't get my kid into this school. Whereas New York moms are just balls to the wall. They're like, they don't hide it. They're yeah, like yelling at the I lawyer will, on the phone. Like, yeah, I'll sue you they're if like, my I'll kid doesn't you. get into this school. They're like, I woke up at 3 a.m. so I could do <laughs> 10 workout classes before cooking like gluten free muffins for my kids, uh, like first class. And and now I'm going to like run down the West Side they're Highway. Snorting their anxiety meds yeah. on the way to work. Yeah, it's they're like how, openly what? manic, and I respect <laughs> the hell out of that. I respect all rich moms, but you know, the, I I got gotta love the New York moms. They fucking they push their strollers. Through snow, okay? They're they're bugaboo, whatever that one is called. They're hardcore, and that's... I love that for them. So you were raised in London. Yeah. Which is makes you really interesting. (laughs) It does make you more interesting to me. It makes me cool. Yes. No, No, it gives you, like, interesting cool factor. What kind of mom do you want to be? I want to be... a very accepting mom. I just want to give my kids space to to be whoever they want to be and explore whoever they want to be, which is, of course, a recipe for disaster. I think my kids will probably turn out to be maniacs if I do that. <laughs> I think that, you know, I think rules are good. I think structure is good. My parents were pretty strict with me, but I think that that in the end actually made me more creative in a way. I do mm. think that kids need boundaries and like things to push up against. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, yeah, I I can't wait to be a mom. I mean, I can, like I'm not ready for kids right now, but I, I really, I, I'm really looking forward to that chapter in my life. Mm. Do you aspire to be any parts of the rich moms that you make fun of? For sure. I think the rich moms, the, it's one part satire, one part aspiration. I mm-hmm. think everybody's like, oh, like it's so fun to make fun of, you know, that like that niche. But it's also like, oh, you're like, oh, but I, I actually like those golden goose sneakers or like, oh, I also like oat milk lattes or whatever. It's like all just a little bit of fun. So for sure. I mean, fuck yeah. I hope I have multiple houses <laughs> and a lot of cars and like a really cool nanny who's bilingual. It's a pretty privilege to be stressed about where your kid's going to go to preschool. 100%. You also were in journalism. Mm -hmm. Girl, I did my research in the Uber Mm -hmm. over. So you were in fashion journalism and you said, it sounds like you wrote a lot of like fun articles where you would make yourself kind of the butt of the joke or you'd go on like 10 dates in a week. Mm -hmm. But I want to know deeper because in my stand up, I'll make fun of like 17 magazine. Oh yeah. They'd always say like, this is what you have to do to make the guy like you. Totally. And there's some like toxicity in it. Yeah. What did you feel about like did you feel like the industry wanted you to be a type of way or tell the woman to be a type of way? I definitely feel that now. I feel like a lot of the advice I give is in reaction to the whole, that whole like structure. Yeah, that whole structure of what I grew up with. I'm 31. So like, I feel like there was a, there was a specific like 10 to 15 years of, of female focused advice that was just like, I'll be honest, totally wrong. I believe that they were telling us like totally the wrong answer. They were like, wait exactly four and a half dates to have sex with him <laughs> and then you'll capture his heart and you'll own his soul. And it's like, wait, actually that's such a lie. And like also times have changed. So, you know, let me actually just go back on what I said. It it might not be that it was wrong, but it it, it was partially wrong advice, but it was partially just that times have changed. Yeah. So I think it's a like lo- dieting. Yeah, a hundred percent. We're doing no fat everything back then. And now yeah. I'm like avocado to the face. No, totally. And so it's like things change, like advice needs an update. So I at once loved those like female focus magazines that I grew up on and I like I Same. gobbled up every fucking column on like how to give a blow how job. To give a hand job. Yeah, <laughs> but but it's like now that's time for an update. Um and in terms of what I wrote, I mean 
gosh, I was obsessed with like being the guinea pig. Like I, I won't lie. I was totally watched How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days, and yes. I was like, I'm Andy Anderson, How to Girl <laughs> 2.0, and like all those pieces on are still on the internet. And also, like if you're a freelance writer, you'll know you kind of just will like take anything. You're like, do you want me to write 500 words on like how to like eat mm-hmm. corn on the cob sexually? Mm-hmm. Sure, I'll do it for mm-hmm. 300 bucks, whatever. Um, but. Yeah, that was a long-winded answer, but I, I think I like got it was a everything. complicated question, and you nailed it. Thank you. Because when I watch your content, you're not just, it's really well-structured. People were messaging me like, tell her about this list and this trick. And I was like, you have your own, you're your own journalist, but like through the most authentic part of you, which is fucking yeah. awesome. Thank you. This is a random question someone asked me. Do you like being called tanks in the sheets? That's so interesting. Yeah. I think, honestly, <laughs> all of my boyfriend. Let me think. Yeah. Pretty much all of my boyfriends have called me Tanks. There was one who called me Christina, but but mainly it's Tanks. Mm. Or like a nickname, obviously. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I was thinking about, I feel like Lady Gaga once was like, I don't like when they call me Gaga in bed. Totally. Yeah. Well, it's, it, that's interesting. But yeah. it's not your stage it's name. It's not it's my your, stage like, name. It's like, it's truly what all my friends call me. So I think that's why it's fine. Yeah. I feel like you're very good at marketing as in because you're like in that world. And I do think what, when I saw you, the name Tinks really just made me interested. Yeah. And then when I was like, she grew up in London, this girl's smarter than me. Like, I love that. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> um, what are your red flags in a relationship? Because you're dating around. You've experienced a lot of different people. What are some early on red flags that like, I don't care how tall he is. I don't care if he's a musician. Yeah. I don't care if he's a jawline. Like what? do you have to tell girls to watch out for um yeah because there's all the jokey red flags like yeah. I made a TikTok about this I was like if he doesn't have a headboard if his name begins with J whatever yeah. but I think more seriously I think really look at if he um listens to you mm. and remembers things about you and mm-hmm. I think that that's something that we just glaze over a lot in our young 20s we're just so we're just so obsessed with them liking us like do they like us do they like us and I always tell girls no that's not the question the question is do I like him oh that's literally a whole core of my stand-up where I'm like because we're a lot of girls listening like you can trick so many guys to like you 100 percent. and then six months in his mom won't stop texting you and you like hate how he blinks and you're like how did I get here totally <laughs> I've been there so yeah. I'm competitive and I'm like yeah. well, and what's so hard about your advice too is that what guys are we going towards? The guy who doesn't listen to you. Right. Which makes him seem so much more interesting. Right. And if you have that self-hate, which we all do, yeah. you're like, oh, I deserve this. I want to win him over. Right. And yeah. once you realize that, like, oh, that's the universe saying this isn't, like, right for you. Totally. Think about the friends that you vibe with. Right. Exactly. Someone who, after a conversation, you feel like they 100%. had so much fun listening to even the stupidest stuff you said. Yeah. I, I yeah, completely so I think it's I think it's about communication. It's like, does he ask you questions as well? Because we've all been on those dates where like he's cute and he checks the right boxes, but then you look up and you're like, he actually asked nothing about me. Like he didn't ask me. So I'd say like, like does he ask questions and does he listen to the answers and like remember things? Is does he follow up and say, oh like I saw like that I walk by that Thai place that you love or like mm-hmm. oh like how did your 
your mom's like move go or whatever. Like I'm literally smiling because that's the cutest thing a guy can do. It's the cutest thing. It's so simple. And it's like the red flags are actually right there in front of us. It's just like we make it more complicated for ourselves by like. Or you're like, if I was more interesting. Yeah. No. No. Just like, does he listen? Does he ask questions? And does he remember things? It really all comes back to communication, I think. I get all my information from TikTok as one does. Mm. And a guy did a study saying that couples that lasted together. <gasps> I saw that Do one. Do you see it? When it he's like, yeah, with a bird. And you're like, oh, look Explain at the bird or whatever. It. Like, uh, yeah, it's. I literally am obsessed with that thing. So basically, yeah. yeah go, no, no, go explain that. <laughs> yeah, if if you're on a date, he said like something like ninety percent of couples stay together versus like thirty, and it's literally just if you notice something like that's a pretty bird, yeah. and the person just acknowledges it. Yeah, they stay together longer, and it's such a simple concept, but it makes sense that like someone who just is on the same page as you. It's called a bid, and I'd actually heard of that before through this um like seminar that I went to mm. and so it's it's so subtle but it's really stuck with me so it's it's like if you it's like if you're at home and your boyfriend comes home and and you're like oh like um uh, like let's get like or let's watch tv tonight and it's like he can either acknowledge you or like turn away from you and that's called a bid and in the mm. in the tiktok example he he said one person was like look a bird and it's like is the other person like yeah a bird or oh that's nice or whatever it's just like that level of connection Do and you ever it gets to the point in a relationship where you're actually thinking before you speak on will this be a good enough thing to say to him yeah i've been there yeah <laughs> and i remember i did this guy who was like charming funny successful and he would make fun of the way i would tell stories and he'd be like it never has a point when it's like I'm a fucking podcaster and stand up, but clearly I know how to tell a good story. But during it, I'd feel like I'd be losing yeah. him. And then I'd never confidently end it. I'd be like, but it was stupid. Like, whatever. Who cares? Yeah. And I realized, like, Hannah, you're not a bad storyteller. He didn't give a shit. No, he was just a bad listener. Are you going to tell a story to a wall? Yeah. Yeah. So um, we did not work out. Um, mm. <laughs> You, though, it's funny because I've done reality TV where I put some, like, personal stuff out there. You kind of have your own reality TV <laughs> that people are watching. It's a one-woman show. A yeah. one-woman mm-hmm. show. You put your breakup out there. Mm. And I know this is, like, annoying, but why? Well, I had I had brought my followers along for the whole ride. And I, you know, I, I it feels very natural. Let me begin by saying it feels very natural for me to share everything with my followers. Mm. I feel very close to them. Um, and I had kept his identity private, but, like, gave him a nickname as I always do on my vlogs and like told everybody and I was I fell super hard like I was in love with him within weeks and I was like giddy on my TikToks my Instagram stories and I was so happy and then you know I got sidelined with the news and and I, I was like I have a choice like either I can you know I'm gonna be heartbroken either way um but I've brought my followers along and I can try to show girls who are younger than me or any girls Mm because it happens to everybody like that if someone cheats on you it's not something that you did and it's also not embarrassing to fall in love and it's also not embarrassing to be vulnerable Mm -hmm. and to give yourself to someone and I think that this is a massive like messed up narrative that we have in the media is like think about when celebrity gossip like when someone cheats on someone it's always like oh like she's the old woman who like she got cheated on it's like no it's the fucking asshole dude who couldn't keep his dick in his pants like mm-hmm. that should be the narrative yeah like even with j-lo people being like how am i supposed to have a relationship if j-lo gets cheated on it's like guess what 
Because there are asshole dudes that will cheat yeah. on anyone. It yeah. doesn't matter who it's, you are, how much the, money you have, how beautiful exactly, you are. Exactly. It's about, it's not something that gets done to you. Mm. It's a, it's cheating is something that someone does and that's on them and that's their uh, problem that they have to fix. And it's very painful. And yeah, you, you're going to get heartbroken in the fallout, but it's not something that you did. And And I was like, I can't not, you know, use this opportunity to try and help other girls out there and I respect that so much because you're like that person you follow on Facebook who one day just stops posting about their relationship you're like no 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 I need to know all the details you gave the deeds but you also were like this isn't just me doing a shock factor thing it literally seemed like a therapeutic like we need to be in this together and I can't imagine the messages you must have gotten yeah it was I mean I like recorded it I remember I was a Friday afternoon I like whatever read the message came home I had to go to a birthday party that night and I was like I recorded the message and I was I watched it back and I was like I really have a choice like am I about to put this like sobbing fucking video on the internet and I was like yeah I am because if I help one girl out there who's feeling shitty about the about being cheated on or is so sad because she's heartbroken right now then that's okay and that's a win I mean it's crazy because yeah I have a fear that's like if all these guys don't like me then it's like, are you not worthy in society? Because think of all the 17 magazines we yeah. read about, yeah. like, if these guys like you, that means you're worthy. Yeah. When you're just like, I'm actually a victim Yeah. of someone. Yeah. Have you been cheated on before? No. No. Do you think cheaters are always cheaters? We're getting heavy. Um, you know what I always say to my followers when they ask me this type of question? I say... People can change, but you should not be the person who hangs around to see if they do. I just and, get chills. and that's really my bottom line. So do I think they could change? Yeah. Would I personally ever give it another go around? Absolutely fucking not. I, I got also would argue that they have to change themselves. They have to change themselves. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah. Uh, but I do. I, I fundamentally believe in the good in people. I constantly see the best in people and I, I expect people around me and I I honestly expect my followers to be improving on themselves all the time I think that that's really really important to me so yeah I think that they can change but I'm not I'm not going to be the one to figure it out so powerful I also read that you are notoriously a people pleaser Mm. so you're not putting all your information out there for people to judge if they like it or not which has become the internet like literally physical likes and also the comments on your life how has that affected your people-pleasing personality of people who might just be like, I fucking hate you? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I think it, it to some extent all entertainers are sort of people-pleasers sure. or they have a little bit of that in them. Um, but it, it can be really tough. Um, I think that with content, I ha- I am at a place where I'm completely detached from the outcome. I'm kind Ooh. of like – and I always tell people this. They're like, what are your tips for content creators just starting out? And I'm like – create what you want to see um and detach from the outcome and it's hard man because it's hard like it's as you said it's a numerical value like you're literally you put yourself out there and the internet says you're this many likes funny today you're this many comments funny today and that's it takes a while but you can you can straddle the bull and you can be like, okay, I'm, I'm on the rodeo now. <laughs> yeah, that's what I imagine. I'm like, it took me a while. Like for the first like 
six months or so, it was like, oh my God. Like I was like, I'm up, I'm down, I'm crying, I'm this is other. <laughs> and then I was like, I feel the happiest when I just make stuff that I think is funny or important or worthwhile and I put it out and it's like, if it does well, it does well. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Well, what you said, I would argue you can apply, you should apply to your whole life. Yeah. I grew up like as a tennis player where since I was cool. like nine years old, there was a ranking system. Right. Or like right. you play someone and yeah. after the match, no matter how hard you tried, you were either a loser or a winner. Right. So that was my whole mindset. And I realized looking back, what I would tell my younger self is, I wish you enjoyed the journey of tennis more totally. than the outcome of every match. And you actually would have had better outcomes if you were enjoying the journey of it. It's, yeah. And even like with my comedy, I've taken out the like caring as much about what people are thinking or that kind of stuff. Because yeah. if they know you're enjoying it and you're enjoying the journey. And that's it. And then also you will make less mistakes in relationships. because oh, oh my God. I love the outcome of my friend being like, who'd you fuck? And yeah. I'd be like, yes. Yeah. But then internally, like. Was it actually a fun date? Right. Was the journey with this guy right. healthy for you? So true. So you just, you touched me. So true, man. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's, it's you got to detach. And, and exactly what you said, it's like, people can really tell if you're doing things because you love it. I think mm. I really do think like, especially now, people are laser focused on that. And it's just like, it, are, is the person having fun? Like people can tell that I'm literally at my happiest, like in my apartment alone making rich mom videos, like for fun. <laughs> and and I think that that's why they resonate with people. So um, yeah, do it because you love it and it will show. You've always, you've also had this like extreme spike from like people not really knowing who you are to like everyone knows who you are. Are you, are you okay? <laughs> Am I okay? No. Um, I, you know, it is, it's a wild ride. Was it's, it what you might've manifested or is this like out of, the realm of what you thought was possible gosh I didn't ever think of myself as like an in front of the camera person mm. until like I knew as soon as I started making videos I was like oh this is what I was supposed to do but I guess I didn't think about it in this uh manifest in this sort of like iteration because I didn't you know I was like I want to be a writer I want to like I want to create I always knew that I but I I didn't think of this so it's been interesting it's, but then you it, found this little mic yeah I found <laughs> I found mini Mike and him and I just been fucking around for the past year we're going all the way baby um no but I'm very lucky I'm very grateful I just feel so um, fulfilled and satisfied in my in my work life now which is something that I didn't find in my 20s and so again I always tell my followers like if you don't know what you want to be when you're when you're 22 and you graduate it's okay I had 19 different jobs before this Same. one this job didn't exist for me like five years ago so just keep going. It's okay. And it's almost like you would don't appreciate what you're doing now if you hadn't had those shitty jobs. Like I was cold oh. calling sales. Literally. Like, like marketing right? gigs where no right. one wanted to know your strategy. Right. And, and you know what? I bet those cold calling on sales help with your stand up for timing percent. and you know, whatever. Like it all is leading to something and you don't always know what it is and that's okay. Mm. I also want to know how kind of your life being more public, especially as an LA person has affected your dating or friendships? Um, well, dating is a shit show now. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I believe you. <laughs> I like start crying. Has it gotten more complicated? It's more complicated. And anybody who says it's not more complicated is lying. Every because... guy compares themselves to Diplo. <laughs> yes. And well, I mean, L.A. is an interesting place because it's like for like my bottom line for all my followers is you need to be on the apps like that's Sorry, that's how people meet like you need to be on them. Mm -hmm. But but for me, 
like either the guy clicks on my profile and he sees oh she's like an influencer like I want nothing to do with her or he clicks on my profile and he's like oh she's an influencer oh she has a blue check mark oh she has followers like so it's like a bit tricky for me but to everybody else get your ass on the apps and start swiping because that's how you meet people um but I yeah it's interesting it makes there's just a new like angle of complication yeah it's just a new it's a new angle that I'm still figuring out and anybody I date right now has to understand that um you know there is space in my life for someone but my followers are the most important thing to me right now (laughs) and and my work is the most important thing to me right now and and I'm so like as I just said I'm so utterly grateful and fulfilled by my job right now that that's um where a lot of my energy is going but always open always it's funny because i was in that place i'm not trying to say anything but i was in Mm -hmm. that place where before i met my mans Mm -hmm. and that like i was so in alignment with my career and i was so happy right and i was like facetiming dudes or like during quarantine i was talking i had like my attention fulfilled but i knew it wasn't going anywhere with certain people but we ended up meeting like he had been following me on instagram and we both were like in comedy Mm -hmm. so kind of was a natural progression but I felt really authentic because I was doing something. Totally. But like when you when you're going on the train, it's going to be harder maybe to date how you used to be. But like once a guy can keep up with that train. Totally. It might be he might really stay. And for you, it's like you you met your fiance when you were in in your like alignment, as you said, Mm. like he like one phrase that I love is water seeks its own level. And it's so it's like, you know, you were just in total alignment, so happy. And then he met you at that point and it's like that's what you want to be when you want to meet someone it's like you can't ask someone to love you till you love yourself until you're like you know in such a good place so that makes sense even if that place is chaotic or, even hectic, yes, or like yeah. really vulnerable all yeah. the time the future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about that's why we've created the hefty renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials to participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. But you're right. You can't date in the way that we used to when we were like, you know, whatever. Yeah, How when, old are you? Are you my I'm age? 30. Okay, so my, yeah, yeah. When I was on like a reality TV show, I remember it, people started sending me like, quotes on dating apps of stuff I said on a show yeah, and, and it immediately like, got me feeling weird not like oh they're fans but more like this guy thinks he knows me and I don't want to explain myself yeah yeah exactly and it's just it's like even if like I'm not saying I'm famous at all but it but at this point anybody who's like in LA or whatever who I get set up with has some preconceived notion of me and that's like that's so interesting because I think for blind dates or setups or whatever it's really good to not know anything about the person Mm -hmm. so it does add a little bit of a layer of like oh they've seen me on Instagram or TikTok and I'm pretty like what you see is what you get but it's just always weird. It's so funny how LA you do have to work with like clout chasing guys which i think are everywhere but new york it's more like oh you're on a reality show like i don't want to fuck with that like finance guys who are 
Like in LA, they're like, tag me. I'm like, we're at dinner. <laughs> oh my God, no. <laughs> if a dude says tag me, I'm dead. Oh, there's like that hotness to guys who like don't even know how Instagram works. But like, can I'm find telling you, okay, my new thing is like ratio horny. Like if I <laughs> go to a guy's Instagram and it's like following eight, like zero pictures. Like, and they're all blurry. And they're all like, and it's like 300 followers. I'm like, gross. Because oh, they don't even understand what's going on. They don't even understand. On. Yeah. <sighs> Hot. So give me a quick mental health check. Do you have a therapist? How's your anxiety? How's depression? What's going on? I love my therapist. I talk about her all the time to my followers. Um, I think therapy is so important. I would be nowhere without it. I've been in therapy for years in in and out, um, but like for the past 10 years on all every week, like I've had different therapists, but my one now is I'm literally obsessed with her. I have no boundaries. I'm always like, I love you. She's like, okay, <laughs> talk to you next Wednesday. Do I'm like, say it back. back. Do you love me back? <laughs> um, I struggle with anxiety. I have for a while. I think when all this started to happen for a while, it did get really bad. And I was just like, whoa. Well, whoa I think that's there. important for people to hear because a lot of people are like, if I could just have what Tinks has, I'd be so happy. Yeah, it's. It was my anxiety was so bad for a while. I, it was honestly like this time last year because I started in May of 2020, mm. and then around December I was like, I'm gonna go full time. Like this is getting really real, and I was just like, Oh my god, I'm so overwhelmed. Like there's so many comments, and you know, again, I know you're not supposed to admit this because all the trolls out there listening will be like, Ha ha ha, we're getting here. But like sometimes the comments really get me. They really hurt. Like I'll get a random DM or a random comment, and it just like hits you the wrong way, and you're like. God, like, what did I ever do to you? Like, if you don't like my stuff, just scroll. You don't have to tell me to, like, that I'm ugly and stupid and, like, a million other bad things. Like, last December, I had a really bad panic attack about mean comments. And I called my therapist and I was like, we need to make a plan because this is my path in life. I've already decided that. And I'm not, my anxiety is not going to let me go forth unless we have a plan. So we, like, made this whole plan about, like, comments like how we're gonna manage this like how we're gonna like restructure our sessions so that I feel okay and um it's not the same cycle every week yeah so it's exactly because it everything like with with your mental health is like cyclical and it's like all about managing your triggers and like you know what you know the when brain you need, patterns 100 percent I'm here so, with you I'm yeah, here with you yeah. <laughs> so I literally am therapy's biggest fan it's my hope that one day we can get to a place where everybody can have someone to talk to um and yeah big fan it's funny because when people say mean comments in general you're like whatever people will say stuff about like your biggest insecurities totally like imagine me sitting here looking at you and telling you every bad thing i think about you yeah it's the kind of thing that like say it behind my back for sure like, say it to your friend behind my back for sure I remember, like i got engaged and the stuff people were saying in the comments i'm like everyone yeah. says that about people's engagements but like say it to your friend on yeah. the phone text it to your friend yeah um and it's it's crazy to just be like it's not even like a Us Weekly article writing bad stuff about you. It's like literally the people saying it. Yeah. The end. Then when you see a lot of them, you're like, well, is that the truth? Yeah. So you're not alone. And for people listening and for the followers, like, think about why you post what you post. Oh, no. I fully believe hurt people hurt people. The energy like, you're putting out. Yeah. It's like if you literally, if your hobby is spreading negativity, then I, I'm honestly not saying this in like a passive aggressive way. Like I do pray for you mm -hmm. because your life must be so bad mm -hmm. if that you literally wake up and make a Finsta to send me a mean comment. Like if you have 25 minutes to do that, 
honestly, God bless you. I will keep you in my thoughts because Jesus Christ, like that's <laughs> really, really bad. So one thing that has helped me, and I don't know if, if this is toxic or not, but I'll see a comment that hurts so bad. And there could be like five comments above it that are like, we love you. Yeah, yeah. But that comment hurts and I can't get it out of my mind. You have to click on the person. No, you always have 100%. And then you will understand more deeply, like maybe they're struggling with this or mm, or something like someone says something like that they don't think what I did was funny and they think I'm a bitch or whatever. And I clicked on it and I'm like, you know what? If that person on the street, this like 65 year old woman thinks my shit is vulgar and not funny. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. But if I thought it was like a 25 year old girl who could be my friend who thinks I'm too vulgar, I'm like, did yeah. I cross a line? Somewhere? Totally. No, no, no. So you there's context click. to things that you lose when you just see these like photos. Like a little circle. Exactly. Yeah. You, th- you like, imagine it being like a really respectable human yeah. saying that to you. Yeah. I, I don't want to hate on haters, but this that was my brain path that has helped me sometimes no I, I love that I love all the tips and tricks I, I find that other people in the public eye content creators podcasters what have you they like I really I really lean on those my friends in that, in that community because it's like you really like I love all my friends so much but like until you've had a stranger like make a finsta to write you a really nasty note you don't know what it feels like and so I've I make a whole Instagram profile hating on you. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's so, next level shit. I, I, it's high school to the max. Yeah. To it's just like, geez, like, what is wrong with you? And like, I do, th- when you said, like, it's my pa- path, it's my path. Uh, for some reason, I feel more free to speak on stuff, and I feel like my yeah. voice can help people, and I don't know why my loud-ass mouth has decided I can be that yeah. for people. And you have to decide, do you want to live on a farm with goats? Right. Or do you want to f- do your purpose, which is going to have ups and downs, but does that just make it more interesting? Yeah, you you gotta you gotta take it the good with the bad. It comes with the territory. It really does. And so that's why make a plan with your therapist and go about your day. I'm obsessed with this. You're very comfortable in hell. Um, <laughs> I love it here. <laughs> we're gonna end with a final game called the Seven Deadly Sins. Amazing. With the one and only tanks. Seven Deadly Sins. What are you greedy about? food in the sense i'll be specific i i'm very greedy about i can't wait like mm. i if i get takeout i eat it in my car or like <laughs> that before we had before the pandemic like my friends it would drive them nuts like i we would be walking through the grocery store and i'll like open a bag of chips and start eating it like <laughs> i cannot wait to eat food it's about it's sometimes it's about temperature where it's like if i pick up food like i want it to mm. be hot mm-hmm. um but i literally can't wait i'm so impatient like i'll start if my food gets first i'll eat it first <laughs> like i can't wait so that's what i'm greedy about yeah i get that like i don't understand people who could have food in front of them and get distracted oh my god oh my fuck <laughs> i even no. see people at coffee shop i'm like that coffee is full and it's been full for 20 minutes what are you thinking about no i will i'll like burn my mouth like if it's there i'm like i'm getting it in my mouth like i was literally laughing because the movies this weekend and and of course you finish the popcorn and the candy before the movie starts but I was like I was looking around and and I was hearing crunching halfway through the movie and it was Dune so it was a long ass movie and I was like oh my god you are animals like I hope you got a refill because if that is number one like you're not my people okay who are you envious of and it could be a type of person too um I, I have a good answer because I just answered this on my Ask Me Anything. Someone asked me about like um, how to plan a party and I 
am really bad host, like party planner. I am envious of the type of person who like has placemats and like can like plan ahead and throw a big Christmas so rich party. Moms. Basically, a rich mom. Like anybody who can throw a party without crippling under the, the fear of anxiety, which I'm always like, what if people don't come? What if people have a bad time? What if the drinks don't show up? Like uh-huh. I want to be one of those people who can throw a flawless party. And I'm envious of those people. I think they're so cool. I mean, there's so many mistakes that could happen. Even yesterday, I had the stand-up show, and people came to my green room to hang out after. Yeah. And I found myself sitting there being like, okay, is this friend having fun with it? It's right. not even my green room. Right. And I'm, like, worried about the food. And then if someone, like, wasn't talking to anyone, I'm like, should I go talk to them? No. 100%. I literally couldn't even enjoy my own, like, celebration. Yeah. I, yeah, I relate 100%. A slightly different than greedy. What are you gluttonous about? So what do you overindulge in? Do you have a guilty pleasure? Alcohol. Okay. I'm a big drinker. I'm really honest with my followers. I love to drink. What's your Always go-to? Have. I drink Blanco muddled with fresh lime um, and jalapenos with a tahini rim. Were you always so knowledgeable about what you liked? I am very, I'm very dis- decisive and I'm very specific. I'm never like, I feel mediocre about that. I'm either like, I fucking love that or like, I don't want anything to do with it. Because <laughs> I feel like people love to watch watch people who at least know they know something yeah i i know what i like immediately are you like like what's your type with men i like funny guys Mm -hmm. i like guys who don't take themselves too seriously and you know what for my whole life i was always like i don't care like you know and i i've actually mainly dated short guys but recently i've been like fuck it i like a tall guy okay Mm -hmm. and it's okay for me to say that Mm -hmm. i love a little six four i'm warning you tall men are not always kind no they're they're never kind short men are not always kind either (laughs) i have like a whole thing about how i only fuck with tall guys like my hinge app was like six two and up like it's toxic shit yeah um my thing is i realize now it's not tall versus short it's the energy they bring. It's totally the it's it's the energy they bring. Yeah, because sometimes short guys, it's like it's honestly big dick energy versus small dick energy, yeah. and it doesn't really matter how tall they and are. Some short guys have big. Fucking oh energy, my god, yes, which we love. The thing with tall men is sometimes it's like pretty privileged where they haven't yeah. learned how to like have empathy sometimes no. or listen to people because they're just fucking tall, and every girl when they hug them, their face hits their dick and it's easy. Yeah, I always say like any guy above an eight is flawed. <laughs> like, because he, he just, his frontal lobe didn't develop because he was too attractive. And so he's like, there's a, no, there's really a, a puzzle missing. God, it's okay if they're really good looking, but make sure it was later in life that they became totally. that good. Or at least make sure they were bullied for something. 100%. And I mean that in the most positive way. Right. Like, like, like pretty decent, good bullying yeah, we need. Yeah, you gotta you gotta. They have get, to have, have some perspective. Yeah. um when was the last time you experienced extreme wrath or anger do you have an angry um spicy side Mm, no i don't i don't i mean god i can't think are you more of a crier i cry a lot um i love to cry it's so fun i cry i cry is like a hobby i'm so jealous i'm bad at the feeling my feelings thing i don't cry about like my life or feeling sad or anything i'm very moved by the arts so like for example i cry at every concert i cry a lot in movies but not not at the sad parts i cry this is gonna make me sound i cry because i get so moved thinking about all the people who made the movie and like i was just at the rolling stones and you know watching them be so passionate you know and having played for so long and being so uh, talk about alignment like aligned with what they want to do on earth makes me very emotional so I cry Mm. at that I cry at really weird things but yes I cry as a hobby I don't really know (laughs) if I get what when is the last time I got angry 
I, I'm very impatient. Mm-hmm. That's how my anger manifests is that I'm extremely impatient and I can be like, You'd why is it in movie? New York? I, I, could definitely I know. See I, I love, I love the people. Well, you'll be by coastal now. Oh, for sure. I lived in New York for two years. Yeah. But listen, it's such an annoying, um, ongoing conversation that coastal people have like, what's better in New York or LA? Like, let me tell you something. The answer is very clear. The lifestyle is better in LA. The people are better in New York. That's all there is to it. Move, next it. question. Next you, question. Honestly, she nailed it. Agreed. Anyone disagree? Nope. Okay. Um, <laughs> when was the last t- last time you were a sloth? So like no content, woke up, we're like, I'm not doing shit today. I have posted a TikTok every day for over a year. Me, on average, three TikToks. I haven't missed a day of Instagram, which is not good. And I <laughs> And I hate when people, and I don't like like that girl boss, like oh, no days off. Like I no. think that's awful and toxic and actually detrimental to creativity. But TikTok's like fun. Oh. Yeah. Um, I'm a sloth sometimes. Do you have a fear of, not, of missing a day? Maybe. I don't know. So but far, they, for I people listening, wanted to. I hear, yeah. yeah, I hear like if you want to grow, you have to. I'm put just out being honest. Day. I don't know. Maybe. Do you ever delete posts? Mm. Yeah, I actually did um, a few of them. When I was first getting started, I did a lot more celebrity recapping. And I I know you'll understand this. It's very, it's well, it's not very, but it's easier to be mean and funny. It's harder to be smart and funny. And I think when I was starting out and I was on TikTok and I was just fucking around, I was sometimes mean. Yep. Um, and I'm... I'm not only okay with talking about it, I'm happy to talk about it because people change and you learn and you grow. And that's something I learned very quickly. Like I was like, why was I so mean to this celebrity? Like what did they ever do to me? It's okay to make a joke, but the joke has to be funny and smart. Like just calling someone's dress like fucking heinous Mm -hmm. isn't funny. Or just jumping on a bandwagon when everyone's making fun of someone. Totally. Oh my God, my perspective changed so much since like sometimes being the butt of it totally where you realize like it's so much more complex and how much it sucks so i mean my friend Paige and i have a podcast called giggly squad we've talked about some of your theories on it yeah and we love the box theory and stuff so and i remember when we talk about celebrities now because we have like a front page news thing we go we don't know them yeah we don't know who this person is right and they're probably fucking awesome right and this is our two cents on what happened right with the disclaimer this person we don't yeah. know at all. And I think that's right. And I think that's right. <laughs> so I'm right. starting to change the narrative with that. Yeah. Because you're so right. I could be so funny being like, this fucking bitch. What a stupid bitch. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's just like, it's so, so yes, I've deleted posts and I, and I should probably go back and do another scrub because I'm constantly growing. And, and I think that there are some posts that I wasn't proud of and there were some opinions. And, and also listen, like, as I said, I've posted three TikToks a day for a year. Content's I'm dyslexic, insane. but that's a fuck ton of content. <laughs> I post. I post 20 Instagram stories a day, every every day. So so did I make mishaps? 100%. Am I going to continue to make mistakes? 100%. But I own it and I say sorry. Well, and People I, would rather you, know. you keep creating content than being scared and totally. stop. And for like editing as you go. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because I've actually had so many incredible people on this pod who are dyslexic. And I feel like your yeah. brains work so it's, special. It's, 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 uh, th- yeah, it's a thing. I, th- I think someone said like that it's a, it, well, we're compensating for something. <laughs> Um, do you ever watch The Bachelor or Bachelorette? You know, I did for a while. Are you familiar with Jared and Ashley I? Yes, 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 yes. Okay, so I had them on my pod. They're so cute. And I asked them about your theory. Oh my God. Because are you familiar with Jared and Ashley, how 
She was obsessed with him. I remember. Yeah. Obsessed with I, him. I vaguely remember He was this. like kind of into it. And then he just got turned off and he was like, I'm not into this. She cried the whole time. Yeah. They like became friends. Yeah. And he kind of got to know her more off camera. And then he fell in love with her. Yeah. And I basically was like, guys, Tinks does not approve of this. This doesn't make any sense. And he was like, oh, he started talking about like bubbles, but I, I lost him at some point. <laughs> I'm dead. I need to listen. Here's what I'll say. There... Is there exceptions to every rule? 100%. Assume you're the rule. Okay. For your own mental health, I think. Like, for your own mental health. Mm -hmm. Assume you're the rule. If a guy is literally like, no, I'm not into you, like, assume that's good and walk away and then, you know, invoke the men always come back or their lives get worse clause, which is another thing I say all the time. There's there's a lot of clauses and rules and boxes. There are. But I also think, I love that I'm addressing this with the OG creator of the rule. I think that when reality TV is involved, it fucks it up because he has producers in his ear. 100%. He's thinking of how he's going to last on the show. Ashley is under so much pressure. It's They fell in love off the show off in a way more natural way totally. where he immediately hit it off. So I think that is the answer. For sure. When was the last time you let your pride or your ego get in the way of something? How's your ego? Mm, I, you know, for me, ego is... Um, I always tell my followers this, but when I go to look at the comments, that's ego. Mm. And I'm very, very cognizant of that. And that was part of the plan that when I, you know, that I spoke about my therapist where she was like, when you go to read, like when you go comment diving and you just go into a hole for 25 minutes, that's your ego because (sighs) you're looking for simultaneously like the constant like you're amazing you're amazing you're amazing but your ego is also looking for the one negative comment because it's that like that's the thing that's really gonna make you go oh like whatever so it's like anytime I go to the comments I'm like Mr. Ego let's rein it in bro like get back in the fucking car we're going home because this is what this is you the main fights I had with my partner was when my reality show was airing and I was having like a very hard time in a specific like storyline that they were showing yeah and I would walk and I'd be like I'm falling apart and he goes were you in the comments and I'm like yes because I'm human and his whole thing was like don't be in the comments Mm -hmm. but I was like I'm human but now I'm realizing like yeah you were being so human in your ego like I wanted to watch the car crash and he's like you know the car is crashing and I'm like but I just want to see how bad the crash is no and you and your ego like lies to your ego's like my ego is always like well you should know in case there's some like feedback to help you make better content you know the only place that I've ever known how to steer my content is in here and in here I don't need Mm. any comments I don't need any feedback and it is also it's the outcome yeah 100% and so my ego anytime I go to the comments that's him and I'm like Lock it up. He is a man. He's um. mystery. Well, I talk. I I like use those to you know talk about my followers. I, and I think it's like everybody deals with things their own way. I deal a lot with humor. I'm like Mr. Ego, Mr. Anxiety. Like they're always, they're always they're they're my, the fuck boys in my life. They keep coming back, and I'm like guys, you know whatever, gotta keep. But them at least check. you know they're not you. They're not your not voice me. in your head. They're not your not authentic me. self. No. And as someone who likes to like be alone at times, creating content. Now that you have followers, which is money to brands, and you're being asked to be everywhere, are you liking going to events? Do you have any anxiety with it? Do you feel pressure to be a type of way at these events? Because you are full LA. Yeah. Like New York, you kind of like dip around a little more where LA, it's um, lights, camera, action. I I definitely have social anxiety going to events. Um, Now, I'm just being completely honest. Like now, literally, they'll 
allow me to bring a friend or my assistant or my publicist and that is a massive help for me because yeah. walking into an event alone is just like scary oh my god you're just like jesus this is really too much i feel like everyone's looking at you <laughs> like everyone's looking at you and like and like the thing is no one is and like no. i actually so much of the time you'll meet people you'll meet other influencers in la and like everybody's the same like it's really funny every influencer has so much anxiety and is so much like <laughs> you know whatever but walking into an event is a lot but yeah, I mean, the, the, the old schedule has been packed lately, and I, I do need time to plug into the wall, so to speak, yes. and just, like, vibe out and What's create stuff. I'm a Virgo. We love. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I'm um, a Virgo moon. Oh, what is your main sign? Leo. Oh, I should have known. And then I was Scorpio rising. Wild, right? Chaotic. Wild. I love it. It's cool. Thank you. <laughs> um, did you get that, Abby? <laughs> Okay, final question. You're doing amazing. When was the last time you lusted over someone? Um, <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe I'm going to tell this story, but... Wait. <laughs> <laughs> well, I... <laughs> this isn't like lust, but I got set up with this guy. I haven't even told my followers this yet. I got set up with this guy... And we were supposed to go to we we're supposed to go to dinner this week. And this is just my life. Like sometimes people think that it can't be real, but anyway, Saturday morning I'm at a gas station looking like ass. I just done Pilates. <laughs> I was like socks and sandals, bun, no makeup, glasses, like beat to hell. And this cute guy comes up and he's like, "You're tanks, right?" And I was like, oh, "It's a pan." Like, "Yes, I'm tanks." And he was like, "I'm blah. We're going to dinner this week." And I was like, "Oh." oh. I'm like, what are the freaking odds that I run into you at a gas station? It's ballsy of him to go up to you. I would have been like, oh, I would have like watched you and been like, what's she like? No, totally. <laughs> um, but he was very cute. So it's not full lust, but it's it's something that I'm excited to go on. Also, when him. he sees you like with your face done up. And no, shit, like going to be like, he's OK, gonna be like, I'm like, do you still want to go on the date? And no, I'm just kidding. No, um, but I love that he saw you in this like raw. Yeah. Climate. Same. And, and I'm and I'm more like. I mean, I love to get my makeup done and I love to dress up, but I'm in, I like to be casual. So yeah. it's always good to. So, anyway, not full lust, but excited. Good we'll for see. you. Yeah. I also, there's certain people that make you feel hot with no makeup on. Yeah. Like you feel yeah. prettier with no makeup totally. on. And the other thing is like a little dessert. If yeah. You throw in 100%. a little highlight. Yeah. Okay. Wrapping it up, we've gone over so many things. This has been so fun. What advice would you give to the little devils listening on? what to do to cope with your hell when you're going through it when it's dark Mm -hmm. what's your go-to um i'm going to give a very practical but unsexy um tip which is that routine really helps if Mm -hmm. you're going through it um whatever it may be depression anxiety um just a hard time at work you feel like you're in a slump routine has saved me many a time um and by that i mean Get on a schedule. Get up at the same time. Even if you literally, even if you don't find, can't find a job and you're just like in your tiny apartment and you're like, what the fuck is going on? I've freaking been there. Get up at the same time every day. Go on a walk. Get a coffee. Send, promise yourself you're going to send three emails. Promise yourself you're going to call one friend a day. Write the list, tick them off, and just get on a routine. And it will really give you stability and it will, and it will give you something to shape 
whatever you're going through around, if that makes sense. Checking stuff off lists gives me orgasms. Totally. And it could even be writing a list and check it off. (laughs) No, 100%. It's like, it can be, it can be so small. Your routine doesn't have to be some crazy, like insane military style. Yeah. It can just be wake up, go for a 10 minute walk to get fresh air, get a coffee, start your day. And I promise you, if you do that for two weeks straight, you will have a sense of stability that helps you with whatever you're going through. Wow, wow, wow. Tinks, where can people follow you? Where can people watch you? Give me the goods. At Tinks on TikTok, at It's Me Tinks on Instagram. I love you all. Thank you for having me. This was such a fun conversation. Like it was such a, I I always say that podcasting is kind of like dating where it's like if you sit down and the person's like, so... Where are you from? You're like, God fucking damn it. It's going it to be a long two hours. Sometimes. But I like it when people sit down and they're like, so <laughs> have you ever experimented with BDSM? Like what? Let's go, baby. And then you're like, like it's going to be interesting. Anal? Should we yeah. do anal? <laughs> uh, so thank you for a very, you're a very fabulous interviewer and you're so talented. So thank you for having me. Oh, I appreciate that. Look at me turning into LA gal now. <laughs> um, thank you guys for listening. We'll talk to you in hell later. Bye. <laughs> Ha 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 